I'm going to give you a process to look inside yourself to find the things that you're good at, that you love to do, that also simultaneously can cut you the biggest check possible. With all the opportunities that exist today, why haven't you reached your next level of income, life, and wealth? In most cases, we've been lied to. We've been told that if you find the right opportunity and you work hard, you can be successful. And that's simply not true. Millionaires, billionaires, and successful people have realized you need the foundation for wealth, the habits. And that's exactly what you'll be learning on the Millionaire Success Habits Podcast. All success starts here. Finding your unique ability. So Dan Sullivan, and I'm going to use his his term here because uh, he's someone I've been a strategic coach for about eight years, and he just helps entrepreneurs go faster, quicker, and better and create processes and systems. Uh, yes, I even pay for coaching. I pay him 25 grand a year. I see him three times a year, and he helps me systemize and process. And his whole model, his whole company, he's taught excuse me, more entrepreneurs to go to the next level than probably any other human being alive. He's got a great company. And his main objective is two things, is to get you to work within your unique ability. And it's like an onion peeling back the layers. Because when you work on the things that drive you, fuel you, that excite you, that you're good at, you find the enthusiasm, you break through. I would much rather give a mediocre, listen to this, and this is something that's factual and I've done it over and over and it always works. I would much rather give a mediocre opportunity to someone with passion who knew their unique ability and were ready to dive in, then give the perfect opportunity to someone that's not in their unique ability. They're just trying to struggle through it. Like so many times we want to, we want to get someone to work with us or for us or next to us because they're not really doing anything and we're trying to force them into doing it. Like, God, they're not, they don't have anything going on. Why aren't they doing this? Because maybe it doesn't align with them. You know this. When you feel aligned with something you're doing, do you, you're unstoppable. You can break through anything. Nothing's going to stop you. So what I want to do today, before we get done, and I'm going to give you a process to look inside yourself, to find the things that you're good at, that you love to do, that also simultaneously can cut you the biggest check possible, right? That's Dan Sullivan 101. I'm going to give you my version of it, but think if you're aligned with yourself while at the same time you're doing things that can cut you a bigger check, that's when life exponentially grows. So I put together what I think is the best way to do that. And that's what we're going to go through right now. Um, so let's start this. First off, I'm just going to touch lightly on what business is to think about. Now, um, because that was a secondary question. Number one was the, the finding unique ability. I want you to think about this word. If you, if you watch a lot of what I do, you know I like this term called future-proof. I was in a mastermind. Um, I was in a mastermind in New York City about six months ago with literally the top marketing and businessmen I know. These guys are rock stars. They're unbelievable. They're brilliant. And we do these sneaky little masterminds about four times a year. I'm actually going to Paris uh, in three weeks to have to do one with this same group of guys. And here's the cool part. The same reason people pay me a hundred grand to come in mind. We're going to go sit in a room, 10 of us, and all share our best secrets. This is what I found in the last 60 days that's killing it. This is my, look at that, I had my phone on, sorry guys. Uh, this is this is the strategy, this is the marketing, this is the tool to find my unique abilities, where I found next level passion, happiness. Even when we talk about parenting, money, business, life, it's all trying to share how we can grow. And that's you being here right now is we're collectively sharing wisdom. And, and, and whatever I've gathered over the last month, I travel around the world, I do masterminds, I conduct them, but I pay to be in them. When I leave here today, I'm going to Joe Polish's mastermind to present to a room. I will gain knowledge there, I will gain wisdom there. And I'm sorry to digress, more of you are still coming on, I'll, I'll gain knowledge there and then I'll bring it back to you next month. I'll, br- I'll create a process and a system and I'll break it through so you can watch me live, ask questions, but then you go in the back office and watch it 10 times. And remember, last thing before we really jump in here is take what serves you today. Take what I teach that serves you starting a business, maybe getting your business to make more money, jumping into real estate, making real estate go to the next level, rising up through the ranks in your career, whatever it is that you want. In your life, your health, your income, mostly, you know, your finances, whatever it is you want, take the pieces that align with your heart today and I encourage you to put them in place immediately. So many times you want to take everything I say or someone else says, everything in a book. It's like, how can I fit all this in? It's like, no, take two or three things. You can get to the rest later, but take two of the three things that I share today and go, that'll make an impact on my life. That will make a difference. That's how I can do it. Take that 
put it in play. Momentum causes momentum. Okay, so back to the word. I do those masterminds. I digress. They told you I would. If this is the first time you're joining us, I told you I would. But I'll circle, I'll circle all back around. Future proof. What does that word future proof mean? Um, to me, and we were in this mastermind talking about it, is how do you create an income that's not disrupted by technology or not disrupted by an economy and make it so your future is your future proof when it comes to your ability to make money. So for example, I've used this. So was Blockbuster future proof? No. When digital came out, it was over. It was, you know, regular cameras. Kodak invented the digital camera, but were foolish enough to say, no, we're in the printing business and nobody will want digital cameras. Have you ever even heard of a Kodak camera lately? They invented the digital camera. They invented the photography business. They're gone. Taxi drivers, you would think they were future proof. They've been around forever. Uber comes along. You wouldn't want to be a taxi driver now, right? Because it was disruptive technology. But now I'm living here in Scottsdale and there's a hundred Uber cars driving around without anybody in them, right? They're going driverless within five years. That means a million Uber drivers are going to lose their business. So I want you to think of that word as you evolve, as you advance. If you're going to choose a new business, a new path, a new strategy, try to look through the eyes of disruptive technology, my good friend Peter Diamandis, Diamandis, who wrote the book Abundance, got that word in my head, disruptive technology. That's what everybody's looking for in Silicon Valley and everywhere. Else. How do I come in and disrupt the technology, something that's been there forever, I break it and no longer exists. iTunes broke the system. Amazon broke the system. So when I look at ways for me, I'm not Amazon, I'm not Google, I'm not Facebook. So how do I make more money and protect myself? When I look through those glasses, I look at things that are future-proof. Real estate to me, if you're one of my real estate students, everyone is always going to need and want a place to live. Real estate will always be there. It's the alternative to the stock market for investors. There's always people that need to rent because they can't buy. And then there's people that need to buy. There's always people that are going to diversify their portfolio with buy and holds. To me, real estate is future-proof. And when you know the strategies I know, you, you make money on the way up and the way down. So of course that's one. And if you're one of my real estate students, why I want to empower you and keep going. I'm just giving you examples here. I'm not pitching a real estate product right now. If you, if you, if you want to investigate real estate, let me know. You can, you can direct messages here and one of my team will send you a free link to some stuff, right? So, but I'm not selling here today. Um, I think if you know the stock market, if you know the options market, I, I don't really well. I know people recently are really smart, do well in it. One of the gentlemen in my 100K group, John Carter, he knows options. He's killing it in options. I'm investigating. I'm learning more of that right now, but that's not my forte. But I think stocks and options, because he tells me on the way up, on the way down, amazing strategies for both, that's future proof to me. Making money online to me, uh, you know, Amazon, through social media, Instagram, Facebook, I, you know, last week, and I'm not I, I, in any way, I, but I've, gen, I've generated millions of dollars online selling information, right? That's the, we're going into the information age, helping people with your wisdom and your knowledge. I'm just giving you an example, but I want to share that with you is as you think through things, as you decide to use this wisdom we're going to be sharing, I'm going to give you, find your unique ability, give you the success habits and secrets. As you evolve and you get this information, make sure you funnel that energy into something that you could say, it doesn't matter what happens. This organ, this group, this company, this idea is future proof. And remember, a perfect idea with B players, someone without the passion, will work far less than the right people with passion who know their unique ability. You give them a mediocre idea, they'll make it work. Give someone else an amazing, perfect idea with that, without that passion, doesn't happen. So future proof, that's one of the ways to find the business. Now let's get to your unique ability. There's gonna be a process I'm gonna go through. I'm even gonna go to the whiteboard today. Not yet. Mike, I'll tell you when I'm gonna go, okay? Um, so let's talk about something I've shared for. We're gonna get in your head a little bit and then we're gonna drill down, okay? We're gonna go emotional and then we're gonna go to logical and tactical. That sounded like I knew what I was talking about, didn't it? No, <laughs> that's, the, that's the flow I have here. So I've talked about this a lot, so I'm going to go really brief, but there are some people that are new, and thank you for joining us, is working on your weaknesses. Now, I want you to remember that through this whole process, is when you work, when we want to dig into your unique ability, right, and, and picture it like an onion, which I'm going to do up on the board, and the things you really suck at are on the outside of the onion, but you can do them, and then the things you're pretty good at, the things you're great at, the things you're amazing at, and then the core 
is your unique ability. That's when your emotions and your, at a cellular level, you hum. That's when you get stuff done. That's when in an hour you get more work done than someone does in a week. That's when you're living in your unique ability. You combine that. I got goosebumps. Look at that. I got goosebumps. Um, when you live in that unique ability and you combine that with the ability to get your biggest check, that's when exponential growth happens. That's why I've been in strategic coaches. Peeling the onion away. Stop doing the stuff that you suck at or you're not great at, right? So working on your weaknesses is the biggest lie we've ever been told. You guys know this if you're part of my DG family. I preach it and I want to remind you every time I'm in front of you, we subtly slip back into what our teachers told us. You're not good at reading, go to special reading and 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 all of a sudden it taps your ego, it, ta- it taps your emotions and it kills confidence. So I'm going to just give you permission right now to say the hell with your weaknesses. Get great at what you're already good at and that fuels that unique ability that we're going to go through a process to find. So think about that at 30,000 feet. Think of the thing you've been carrying around way too long in your life that makes you feel a little bit in fear, makes it a little less confident. I'm afraid to talk in front of people. I'm afraid to read out loud because I'm not that good a reader. I'm afraid. I'm so disorganized. I can't. I'm not good at uh, bookkeeping. Oh man, I could never sell. Oh, I could never teach. I, I, I could never negotiate and try to get a better price on that house. Oh no, I, I'm afraid. To, like we carry all this crap. And all of a sudden, don't you understand that carrying that crap, even if it's this big, it clouds and dilutes all the other stuff you want to do good because you think, well, I would, but, but screw that. The hell with that, for lack of a better word. We're going to throw that out. We're going to find out what you're good and great at, what you love to do, and we're going to fine tune on that and we're going to work on finding your unique ability. So that was um, something I want to talk about. Uh, let's see. Your story. These are just some things, big thoughts before we drill down. Your story. I want you to think about this. If you're here and you know where you are, right? I'm not going to go into that. You guys, if you, if you watch any of the other training or the three hour strategy, strategy session or read my book, I go deep on where are you, where you want to go, why do you want it, how are you going to get there? That's, that's the model for success. Know where you are. Be honest. Know where you want to go. Most people don't. Know why the hell you want it. Get emotionally charged. Get your heart involved. And then what's the how? The how is the bridge. We're talking about the how. Right now, this is the how stuff, right? So, but what stops so many people, I want you to think about this, what stops so many people to go from where you are to where it is you want to go. And if you're on this watching me right now, there's someplace else you want to go, another level of income, life, freedom, control of your life. Sometimes between the bridge, the how should be there, whether it's real estate or stocks or the internet or your business or your company, whatever the how is. But what's in there too is a story. And sometimes the only thing standing between you and the life you deserve and you desire is the story that you tell yourself without even realizing it. And I'm going to just encourage you as we go through this is to look out for those disempowering stories. Whenever you're going through this process, when we talk about it, you might go, you know, I'm, I'm really good at negotiating. I'm good at selling. And then all of a sudden the story will talk, ah, salespeople are cheesy. And then you got to be a salesperson. And then what if you had to quit your job to be it? No, that's probably not. You know, my uncle was a salesperson and and he tried and he was kind of lame. And then he went broke when he was older. No, sales is bad. Okay. And, and suddenly your body told you that story without even realizing it. You got a little anxious about it and you retreated back to the way you are. Or you you have a story. I'm just use real estate. For example, it's like, you know what? The hell with this. The, the, there's a trillion dollars in cash coming in the real estate market this year. No more sitting on the sidelines. No more doing a deal every three months. I'm going for this. And all of a sudden you remember someone else who lost all their money in the last real estate bust because they weren't educated. They weren't getting capabilities like you are. They didn't have the path. But that doesn't matter. Your subconscious, your ego, your, your, your emotions told you that. That story popped up and you go, eh, and then you dabble right? The story will make you dabble. The story will make you not jump in with both feet. And then the story is self-fulfilling. Like, see, I I knew that wouldn't work. No, you have to, you have to call that story out when you feel it, when you see it, when you're dreaming, when you're looking to that new level and this story pops up that was your parents or your cousin or a teacher or or a self-defeating belief that you got off the news. When that story pops up, you need to recognize it. Call it out like it's a thing. It's not an event. It's a thing. Call it out and go, oh, what is that story? Write it down. I can't make money in my area because it's too small. It's too big. It's moving too quick. I don't have the money. I don't have the education. I don't have the people. And then go prove it's crap. Go Google it. Find someone else who had the same exact circumstances and killed it. 
Okay, I'm, I'm getting to unique ability, but again, guys, these are these core foundational things that I could give you a business on how to sell $20 bills for 10 bucks today. And if your story got in the way, you said, wow, that can't be, that's too good to be true. What if they stop making $20 bills? What if some of them are counterfeit? Ah, oh, my parents said that, like literally, selling $20 bills for 10 bucks, this will get in your way. So how important is this? It's the most important. It's everything. What I'm sharing with you right now, guys, I hope you understand it. I hope you appreciate it. I, again, I have a group called Genius X. People come. I don't share some rocket science breakthrough. I, this is the type of stuff I share. I just go deeper, harder, and stronger. And some of them are doing 10 million a year. And my buddy's doing 800 a million, $800 million a year in sales. He still sits there and is reminded of the stuff I'm telling you. He's like, shit, that's why I can't go to a billion. That damn story. Recognize it. Prove it's a lie. Go forward. And remember this, your story, sometimes we have stories, and I know I have this in certain areas of my life too, guys. The only reason I can share this so easily is that I have stories that affect me still, and I feel the pain of them. I feel the emotion of them. I've had them cripple me. I've had them give me anxiety until I recognize them and go, how did I let that creep in? And it's almost creeped in at a cellular level. You think it's fact. You think it's reality. Reality is nothing. There's no such thing as reality. I, I, I want to, again, I didn't mean to get off on this, but I feel it in my soul right now. Reality is not reality. I mean, one day you go to a, 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 a mall and you go to park in a spot in a busy parking lot and someone steals your parking lot. One day you might go, eh, you know, maybe that guy needs it more than me. No big deal. I'll park over there. I'll walk. I can use the exercise. Another day someone does it, you go, son of a bitch, you blah, 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 ready to, to, to fight, right? What's the reality there? Someone took your parking spot actually factually happened, but the reality is what you thought of it. Get in a car accident one day, uh, you know what? No one's hurt. Who cares? That's why we have insurance. It's metal. Get in a car accident another day. Ah, why'd you do this? My insurance going to go up this, this, tell all these stories. The reality is what you perceive it. If you let that story stand there, and we all have them on every level, it doesn't matter, you have had massive success in your life or you wouldn't be here. But as you grow, new stories pop out. I'm not kidding you. I'm gonna be completely transparent because you guys are like family being with me every single month. I had a story pop out three weeks ago that I didn't know existed. Caused me for the first day of my life to have a full day of anxiety. Never did it. If any of you suffer from anxiety, I am so sorry. I didn't know. I've been anxious. I've been stressed. I've had sleepless nights, but I never had actual anxiety. And I hit a nerve and just like the lid came off. And I was like, what is this? And it was a story that, through my childhood that I just repressed, that I kept a lid on and the lid popped off. I was upset the first day, but now I'm so thankful for it. I didn't know it was still in there. Now I can work through it. I could call it lie. I can manipulate that story. There's a whole nother level of life waiting for me now. It's just a story that hit on another level, another level of evolution of life. I went a little too deep on stories, but that's how important it is. Because your story, and I'm going to, this is the last thing that we're going to drill down. Your story is so empowering on a cellular level, your body believes it. Think about that. You know, we used to have fight or flight mechanisms when the caveman would walk across the, the field and the prairie and if a lion jumped out, fight or flight, right? We don't have those feelings anymore. We, we don't have those in most cases. We don't have that anymore. We're not going to be eaten by something. We're not prey animals anymore. We're not going to war in our backyards, right? So our frontal lobe has grown and we're getting those same kind of feelings from stories. The stories are causing that same fight or flight. And when you recognize them, and you start to turn them around, replace them with empowering stories that instead of feeling, ah, you feel, I got this. I got this. Thanks for that old story. It gave me the journey to be here, but now I'm here. I'm replacing you. Thank you for the shitty story. I'm replacing it with an empowering story that I got off the internet, off a friend, off of someone who's doing it, from Dean, watching this training. Replace the story, place the way, the outcome of your life. I hope you have a pen. Hope you have a paper. If not, come back, watch us again, and do it. But I'd love for you, we're gonna, we're gonna drill down to your unique ability, is start writing down the things you love to do or you're good at, okay? Things you love to do or that you're good at. And I'm gonna give some examples here. I'm just gonna chat. Mike, I might go up there in a little bit, but think about this. Do you love to negotiate? 
Like, the, are you the type that could go to a flea market and I want to, I want to get, I, they want 20 bucks. I want it for 10. Or you're walking in Chinatown. It's like, I, I got to negotiate. I just got to do it. I just got, or like, is negotiating not even something you would consider? So think about that. Do you love negotiate? Do you love the sell? Are you something? Let me just ask you something. Most people say, no, 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 I don't really love the sell. But if you go to a good movie, movie just makes you laugh so much you can't. You know the movies when your stomach hurts, you fall on the floor? Like I've literally been to movies where I'm holding my ears because I can't take another more. I'm laughing so hard. So you go to a movie like that. When you see your friend, your wife, your husband, coworkers, employees, employers, you see them, do you go, hey, I saw this movie. It's pretty funny. You should go. Or do you go, oh my God, oh my God. I went to this movie. There was this part so ridiculous. I fell on the floor. I was holding my ears. Dude, you got to go. Which one are you? If you say you don't like to sell, but you're the person that could sell somebody to go to a movie or a restaurant or read a book, you're a liar. You're a good salesperson because it comes from authenticity. It comes from uh, enthusiasm, right? When we love something, we want people to enjoy it too. So the, the enthusiasm, the excitement, do you love to do that? If not, don't write it down. Do you love to teach? And I want you to be a part of this right now. This, these are things you love to do or you are good at. Do you love to teach? Do you love to solve problems? One of my greatest skills, I believe, is I can walk in a room with a bunch of people that are going in different directions. There's no, there's an, there's an impasse. No way we can resolve this problem. And I love to listen and I love to see what everybody's saying and see what everybody's fears are and see what everybody's goals are and come up with a solution that works in the middle and I can solve problems. I've been a problem solver my whole life. It stems from my childhood. I had to solve a lot of problems with my dad. I love him dearly, but he had a lot of conflicts going on in here. He was the youngest of 12. He was emotionally abused, physically abused. A lot of bad stuff happened to my dad when he was a kid. So he was always up and down, going different directions. And I had to solve that problem for him or I'd have a tough time as a kid. So I learned how to do it. God gave me that. God gave me that father. God gave me that circumstance. It was the, it happened for me, not to me. But man, it made me know how to negotiate. <laughs> it taught me how to, how to solve problems on, on a, on the flies. Are you good at solving problems? I'm talking through these because I really want you to think, what am I good at? What do I love to do? All right. How about creating systems? Complete opposite of me. I, I have people that work for me are the best in the world and they love it. When they see all the crazy stuff I do, They want to take it and make standard operating procedures. They want to create a system and a process so it's modeled. They love tracking numbers. They love Excel spreadsheets. That that stuff, when I look at it, my brain hurts. They love accounting. They love watching formulas. They like creating formulas. Is that you? Do you love to create processes, standing operating procedures? Do you like to create systems, make things replicatable? My company would never be where it is if I didn't hire great people like that because I suck at it. And I used to think I was so inferior. Remember working on your weaknesses? I was like, man, I can't read good. I can't look at spreadsheets. My accountant sends me stuff. I feel overwhelmed. I'm like shaky. I, I don't love any of that. I No, I despise it. Somebody sends me a big, long email. I can't even read it. I have dyslexia. I can't read good. I don't want to work on those. That's what we're going to evolve this. But what you realize is I'm really good at a few things. When I live in my unique ability, which we're going to go deeper on, man, I can afford to pay someone to do those things. And maybe you can't right now, but I'm going to tell you the fastest way to get there is by going deep on your unique ability and ignoring the things that you suck at or you get someone else to do. And especially we're going to talk about how the world has changed and you can get people to do things a lot cheaper than we used to. Uh, can you figure out complexity? Right? That's not systems. That's when like, like my son has this ability to look at stuff and just get it. Like look at a puzzle, he gets it. Doesn't have to read instruct, like he figures out complex stuff. It's the way his brain thinks, but he's also a little OCD about it. Like today, this morning, my daughter had pitching practice. Oh my God, it's so hot here in Phoenix. It's gonna be 120 today. We went to pitching practice at 7 a.m. It was 98 degrees at 7 a.m. and we were out in the sun. It was tough. I give her credit. I always tell her, you, you win when no one's watching. You should remember that for forever. I, I probably learned it from somebody and make it up. That's what I teach my kids. They love, both of them are superior in baseball. I, I'm not being a jerk just because they're my kids. Of course, I'm proud. But my son, best batting average on the team, more hits. My daughter, best pitcher in the league. Um, they love winning, but they don't win. I tell them you don't win at the game, right? You win when no one's watching. You win this morning at 7 a.m. When she had to get up at 6.15 in the summer, 
not having to go to school and go out 98 degrees. She was sick when she was done. She was complaining by the time when she was done, but she did it. That's her second time this week. But while she was there, my son came with us and he's got these little, uh, these little like baseball figures. I don't even know what the name, I don't know if you ever played with them, Mike, but these little baseball figures he's got and they got dirty. And on the way home, he's like, Hey dad, can I wash them when I get home? He probably asked me nine times on the way home. It's the way his brain thinks. I don't look as like, oh, poor kid's got a little bit of OCD. He's like, Dad, can I wash this? Of course, bud. Hey, Dad, will these go clean? Of course, bud. Hey, if I get them wet, will it hurt them? No, bud. You know, so it used to be like, hey, you already asked me enough. Like that's what, but no, I appreciate that's his brain. He also can go home and build a Lego set for 14 year olds at eight without even looking at their directions. He figures out complicated stuff. Is that you? That's a unique ability. That's a gift. You should be going deep on that and stop. Don't think about selling. My son will never be a salesman. That's not his thing. He's quiet. He's shy. Maybe he is. I don't want to, and I don't want to pigeonhole him, but, but with that brain he's got, I'm just going to teach him to get amazing at that. I'm not going to try to make him good at everything. My daughter is like me. She's an innovator. She invents stuff. She's not that good at reading. I don't, I'm not even that upset. I think I should be, and I'm not. I had dyslexia. I was in special reading till 11th grade. I got amazing at other things. I let that go. Maybe you don't buy into what I'm sharing, but I'm telling you, every entrepreneur I know, everybody who pays me a hundred grand a year to come here, I've been blessed to spend time with Tony Robbins and Richard Branson and Michael Jordan and Joel Osteen. I mean, I, 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 Mitt Romney and President Bill Clinton. I, I, I spent a whole day with the Trump family. It doesn't matter if you like him or not. Before he ever considered, I really met the kids and then I met Donald by accident. But whether you like him or not, not politics, I've just acquired all these, like I get to meet all these famous and wealthy and people that really have kicked ass for lack of a better word. And I realize they all suck at a lot of stuff, but they're really good at a few things. That's why you knew it when I sent out the survey. I, your heart told you, I want to drill down. I want to find my unique ability and apply it to everywhere in your life. I hope this is making sense. Kill confusion. Here's another one. Are you good at killing confusion or complexity? Are you good at advertising? Are you good at marketing? What are the things? List some of the things if you guys could. And I, I might not, I won't look at all, but what are you good at or what do you love to do? That's what, that's the point of this. And then, I want you to combine it with something. And again, I, I rambled there and went off on a family story because I'm hoping at the same time you're thinking, what am I good at? What I like to do? We've spent so much time doing what we're supposed to do, doing what we're told to do, doing what we think we should do, doing what we think will take care of our family, think will protect us, that you forgot that you are a badass in so many things. What lights your heart up? What excites you? What makes you want more? What vibrates you? What, what do you do? And when you're doing it for an hour, you get more done than you do in in a day or two days of doing something else you're not. I don't want you to think how you're going to get there. I don't want you to think how it's possible. Let's take real estate, for example. Do you love negotiating the deals, finding the deals, doing the paperwork, selling, buying? What is it that you love to do? Write that down. Because I want to talk about how we can do more of it. Okay? This is where unique ability comes in. Now, I've been a strategic coach for eight years, peeling that onion away. Now I want you to combine this. Uh, again, you're, hopefully you went through the previous trainings. If not, you need to go through them. They're extremely valuable. People paid a lot of money for those and they're yours. They're in the back office and going through the three hour strategy session will go deeper in my book to finding your vision and your clarity. I'm not going to go into that on this training, but if you don't know where it is you want to go, if you can't say it's a year from now and it's the best, it was the best year of my life financially, what does that look like? Or best year of your life and confidence and love, passion, whatever it is. I do it with everything. But it's a year from now. You're looking backwards. You're not looking forward. You're looking backwards. We're sitting here. Anniversary. We're doing our 12th training together. You look back. It was the best year of your life. Let's just go with finances. Financial. What does that look like? How much money are you making? What's your business doing? If you're doing deals, if you started your own company, you got a promotion. What does that look like? And then attach emotions to that. What do you feel like when you wake up? What do you look like when you walk in a room? Do people go, oh my God, what, did you cut your hair? Did you tan? Did you work out? Like what, what your, your wife looks at you like, damn. Or your husband looks at you like, wow, because you are living it. You are where you are supposed to be. So it's a year from now. It's the best year of your life. You start writing that down. And then that's where you want to go right? So that's your vision. That's your clarity. Most of the world, and I say all the time, because I've asked thousands of people, nine out of 10 people know what they don't want. 
Ask them, what don't you want? Boop, 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 boop. Stop them. What do you want? Ah, that's a good idea. I, maybe, well, maybe some more money. No, that doesn't work. It's like being in a car going 100 miles an hour with no GPS. You're going to get nowhere fast, right? Or drive off a cliff, right? Or it's, it's being on a treadmill and you get something new. If you don't know where you're going, you just put the treadmill from five to seven. Still not going anyplace. You're still running in place. We need vision. So I want you to, if you haven't ever gone through that, go through the exercise. I'm really thinking it's a year from now. It's the best year of your life. You're looking backwards. What does that look like? Create that vision. Create that clarity. And then think of the things that you like to do that you're good at doing. Combine that with how they can get you the biggest check, right? So combine what I like to do, what I'm good at, how can that get me a check, and how can I do more of it to reach where I'm going to be in a year from now? You see, we live in a crazy, busy world. Technology has just allowed us to do a lot more in the same amount of time. We all know that. We can agree on that. And if you don't have clarity, if you don't have a vision on where you want to go, you're going to say yes to too many things. You're going to say yes to everything, and there's no time left for the things that can bring you to that next level of life. That's why we're all going nowhere. Somebody said, I'm going nowhere fast. Yes, Sandra, thanks for saying that. But that's what we're doing. You know what it is? You're Sandra, you're saying yes to too many things. You need the vision and clarity of where you want to go. And remember, yes got you out of Egypt. No will take you to the promised land. You are an achiever. You're here. You're success-oriented. You do more than most people. You're used to saying yes. Now it's time to go, this is where I'm going. I'm going to say no to the things that don't serve me. And this is the important part. Write this down. Think about it. I'll repeat it. You're going to say yes to the things that are more in line with your unique ability that you love to do or you're good at that are combined with a big check. I say big check because Dan Sullivan uses that. Making more money, building security, whatever it is, because you might like surfing. That's great. You should. It'll solve your, but it might not be making you money. So when I say good at or like, do those things because it'll light you up. It's your free time. So you're more engaged the next time. But I'm talking about the things you like to do. You're good at that can, can be combined with the biggest check. And then both of those together are driving you towards your vision. That's what successful people do. That's what people in strategic coach do. That's what my top students that are here in my mastermind do. They know what they're good at or like. They continue to get better at it. And they keep saying no to the things they suck at. They know their vision and they combine what they're good at and what they like to do with the things that can make them the check. And that's the things they do because that's going to drive them towards their bigger future, to where they want to be in a year. I hope that's clear. I think I repeated it a couple times, but that's this, one of the biggest secrets to success, knowing your unique ability and then actually utilizing it and not being stuck doing busy work, not running on a treadmill, not driving your Ferrari with no GPS. It's time to say no to the things that don't serve your bigger, better self. Don't serve God. Don't serve the universe. Don't serve your family. It's not a... It's not bad to say no. It's not bad to finally get rid of the negative friends. It's not bad to end something that's not working for you. You know, to create, to, create the not to do list. That's another training we've done. But when you start getting this vision, when you start understanding what your unique abilities are, what could cut you the biggest check and knowing where you want to go, you're spending the time here with me. When you know that, then it's time for you to make a not to do list. What are the things you should not be doing? There's too many. All of us are. I still do, but I make the list all the time. What are the things that don't serve you? Write them down. Because when you write down things you shouldn't be doing, when they don't serve that bigger future, when they're not in your unique ability, when they're not cutting you a check, when they're not taking you towards your bigger goal, that should be on your not-to-do list. And remember, in today's world, there's so many things that you shouldn't be doing, right? So when you make a not-to-do list, I always write you can do four things. You can eliminate it. Um, Ariana Huffington is a good friend of mine. She started Huffington Post in her 60s and she sold it for $300 million. Uh, she said sometimes the best way to, uh, to get things off your list and they should be on your not to do list is just quit them. Just eliminate them. You shouldn't be doing them anymore. Just quit. Sometimes a project that you've been working on for years, you're like, I'm just not doing that project because I'm not excited about it anymore. I was obligated, but I'm not obligated anymore. Obligation without commitment is a mess. Remember that obligation without a commitment is a mess, causes stress. Sometimes the best way to do it is quit it, eliminate it, stop doing it, time opens up. Next is delegate it. Do you know you could get 
virtual assistants. All my top students are using virtual assistants right now from the Philippines. Go to upwork.com. You can't believe four or five bucks an hour. And you can get somebody for a few hours a week to do things that you can never imagine from virtually. They can do everything in today's world with technology. You have your food delivered, your house cleaned, uh, you know, take notes, do your taxes, you know, do, do, uh, stuff on the internet. They could build click funnels pages. They could make offers in real estate. My students have virtual assistants doing their real estate offers, uh, posting signs all over Craigslist, doing ads on Facebook. It's crazy. Four bucks an hour. The world has changed. Delegate it. Get a relative, a cousin. Stop doing the things you shouldn't be doing or automate it. The cool thing about technology nowadays, there's so many things we do, we get to automate. I mean, the extreme is I walk in my house and I can say, Alexa, play uh, Ed Sheeran radio. I feel like listening to that. And I'll listen to it while, and I'll go and I'll look in the cabinet and there's no paper towels. I'll be like, Alexa, order paper towels. That's all I got to say. Next day, Amazon drops paper towels off the front door. It's insane. I didn't set it up. I had someone else, my, my wife or someone set it up, but I'm just saying the world has changed. Find out things that can you can automate that don't cause a lot of problems. It's not heavy technology, I should say, or replace it, right? So you can automate it, you can delegate it, you can eliminate it, or you can replace it. You make that not-to-do list, what are you doing? What are we doing when we, you know, I'm tying all this together. A lot of you have heard a lot of these, but tied together to unique ability and biggest check, do you see how when you start doing more of what you're good at that puts you in flow, that gives you enthusiasm and start saying no to the stuff that doesn't serve you that someone else could be doing for a fraction of it. I mean, I write, I'm terrible. My words are from my mouth, but I mean, I'm terrible with spelling and grammar. I'm not going to spend time to get good at spelling and grammar. I could send it to someone at Fiverr or Upwork and have them edit it for pennies in, in most cases, pennies. Why would I do that? My unique ability is giving you the messages and the words of going out and learning more, of gaining more wisdom so I can give you the tools so you can break through. That's where I spend my time. That's my unique ability. What's yours? Here's, an, here's another thing I wrote down is one of the, the biggest ones, and this kind of goes with your story, is push them through the fear. When we want to start, now I'm, I'm having this conversation with you and I know for an absolute fact there's some of you going, man, this sounds so good, but it's kind of like a dream, Dean. I, I can't work on what I love. I love to teach. I love to work with my hands. I love to create. But man, that, that doesn't pay the bills. And you know, I, my parents told me and my parents told me I was a dreamer. My college professor said I was a dreamer. The hell with that. Not your parents, but they were doing that to protect you. But Think about that. You have a dream, you have a desire, and when you're a certain age, you stop that dream. Maybe you got serious about a job and people put their arm around you and said, you're finally growing up. I appreciate your responsibility. Really? I just threw my dreams in the toilet and you want to say you're proud of me? But it anchored that in. Oh, that's the right thing. My parents, my friends, my teachers. One more time. Screw that. They did it because they thought they were caring and loving you and that's not it. You have to push past the fear. Listen, I don't, I don't like to always use me as an example. But let me just share Matt Larson, my top real estate students. Didn't go to college, got, actually got thrown out of college, tried one semester, they threw him out. Didn't have any money, grew up on a farm that, not his farm, his father managed another farm in a little tiny rented uh, place, worked on a farm, went to be a machine shop worker, worked 70 hours a week in a machine shop, lived in a 300 square foot apartment, did all the stuff I'm telling you, got my courses, spent a lot of money on his education, and his family came to him and said, are you crazy? Real estate's for rich people. You'll never be able to do it. His girlfriend broke up with him because he spent lots of money on the education and said, you're a dreamer. And he was re- he called us to literally give everything back. And we said, did you even try? He's like, no, but, 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 but. All stories, all fear. All we said is, please go try it. That was like 3,500 real estate deals ago. Millions of dollars generated. Lives changed. He's a partner of mine. He's a great dude. He went to a whole nother level. He employs 70 people. Do you know what almost killed him? Was the fear of believing all the shit, for lack of a better word, he was told all those years. It wasn't the real estate skills. It wasn't the real estate market. It didn't mean that he, it wasn't because he didn't go to college and he didn't have money or was, he was in too small of a town or too big of a city or too hot of a market or there's no good deals or bandit signs don't work. It had nothing to do with that. He almost quit because of the fear of breaking through, of listening to all the crap. What about you? Anything like that close ever happened to you? Of course it has. You might be thinking it right now. Dean, you want me to write down what I'm good at? You want me to write down what I like to do? That's not going to make me money. 
That's not true. Completely not true. I, I was, I had dyslexia. I barely got out of high school. I was a car mechanic in my twenties every day, greasy hands and painting cars and sucking in fumes. If somebody would have said, yeah, that car mechanic in there that's all dirty with his uh, mechanic outfit on, he's going to write multiple New York Times best-selling books. He's going to be best friends with Tony Robbins and Richard Branson. He's going to touch the lives of millions of people. You say, that guy? No, wait a minute. Wait. You're talking that guy over there, the one sucking paint fumes, painting the side of the car. Never, right? So don't tell me wherever you are, you can't go to where you want to go. I'm giving you the keys. I'm giving you the principles. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish someone would have told me this stuff earlier on. It doesn't matter if you're 20, 40, 60, 80, or 90. Today's the day you could start. Today's the day you could break through that fear. Today's the day you can realize what my vision is and how I can start saying no to stuff so I can work on my unique ability so I can go to that next level. In fact, I'd love to share something with you that Dan Sullivan does. This is something Dan Sullivan does. If you've ever been to any of my events, You've seen me do this before, but it's really a great visual to talk about unique ability. So let's just, this is the onion I was talking about before. Can you see that, Mike? Is it showing up? So this is the onion. You know how an onion just peels it forever. And this is unique ability. This is excellent. This is good. Okay. And this is stuff you suck at. Okay. I'm really eloquent in my words. You know, here's the cool part. I don't, I work on my unique abilities. I don't have a great vocabulary, a vast vocabulary. I probably swear a little bit too much, but I do that for impact. They don't do it at home, I promise. Um, but I want you to look at things this way because there's two ways to look at this unique ability circle. Is as entrepreneurs, consider yourself an entrepreneur or not. You're somebody seeking another level. John Baptiste in 1790 coined the frame, frames uh, entrepreneur by saying someone who takes one level of productivity to another. You want to take your income, your life, your health, your happiness, your joy to another level. To me, entrepreneur. I think, I think sometimes with that's uh, in today's world, for some reason, it gives it a bad name. Like, that's why sometimes you feel lonely. It's like, no, I don't want to do what everybody else does. I want to go after my dreams, my goals. I want to be in control of my life. If that's a bad thing. Then I'll be on the bad list. But here's what Dan Sullivan, how he teaches us. As entrepreneurs, as success seekers, we've said yes to everything to get here. So we say yes to the things we suck at. We say things that we're okay at, that we're good at, excellent at. And sometimes we spend some time in our unique ability. What you want to do with all we're talking about and your vision, your goal, what you love to do, what you're good at, will cut you a bigger check, is start eliminating these months or years at a time. I have to tell you, I've been with Dan Sullivan for eight years. I give him 25 grand a year. You know what his tagline is? It's pretty cool. He said, um, my best clients are entrepreneurs with deep pockets that are slow learners. How funny is that? He had to, just, that's what he said. Entrepreneurs with deep pockets and slow learners. I've been in eight years and I'll never get out of it. But the whole point of this process is let's just say, for example, in your unique ability, you make $1,000 an hour. Is that possible? Of course it is. I'm going to use real estate as an example. In your unique ability, if it's finding deals other people can't, and then finding buyers, buyers are easy to find, but finding deals, and you find a wholesale deal that takes you five hours total and you make five grand, could you make a thousand bucks an hour? Absolutely. So let me just use that as a realistic number. That's in real estate. Doesn't matter what you're doing, what business you're in. Let's, you know, and if you're working for someone else, making a thousand bucks an hour might be an impossible thing. I know that. I'm just using this for reference. But think about what you do for a living, what you're good at, what you like, what could cut you the biggest check. If you were just focused in that, when I'm writing a book with as many books as it sell, when I'm writing my book, I know I'm making a thousand bucks an hour or whatever that number is, right? So let's just say in your unique ability, you make a thousand bucks an hour. And, and this, the things you suck at don't make you anything, but let's just say $10 an hour. Okay. So for me, writing, teaching, educating, flipping, real estate, creating a new information product, those things, that's where I'm in my unique ability. When I'm training with you right now, this fires me up, gives me enthusiasm. That's what I love to do. Uh, down here, trying to edit my own slides trying to edit my book. I write a long email and I try to edit it and I'm doing this. I'm wasting my time trying to create an Excel spreadsheet, trying to work on technology, trying to figure out everything on my cell phone. I don't know it all. 
I, I, I get one of my assistants to show me how to do things. Set up Siri at my house so I can listen to music. It overwhelms me. I get like, oh, I used to think, oh, I should know that. I should be smarter. Now it's like, nope, I'm not going to do I, I have a house concierge. I'm, this sounds like I'm bragging. But what I've come to realize, if I work in my unique ability, everything below this becomes an ROI, a return on investment. So let's just say this is $100 an hour or a day or whatever the number is, right? Let's just say it's $100 a, an hour or $5, $20 an hour, $100, you know, whatever the number is here for you. But let's just say things you suck at is 10. Let's just say this is 20. Let's just say this is 40 dollars an hour. Let's say the things you're excellent at are 50 or a hundred dollars an hour you could be making. What Dan's whole point is, and you can look at this in a different, many different ways, lower in complexity or whatever. Dan's whole thing is when you peel the onion back and you get to where you can live in here, what you're good at or you like and the biggest check, right? And the biggest check, all of these become an ROI. Why would you do stuff at 10 bucks an hour when you can live here and pay that person? Or why would you even do stuff you're good at or excellent at or, or excellent at when it becomes an ROI? And I want you to, this is not anything that's going to happen today. I'm not saying you're going to do this today, but I want you to think about this because most people don't. Entrepreneurs are lonely. Entrepreneurs think differently than everybody. We make money different than everybody. We are, you're sitting here watching me. There's a million other things you could be doing this morning. Some of you might be at work sneaking this. I know it's the middle of the day. But you're here, you do things different than everybody else. You gotta start thinking differently. This isn't corporate structure. This isn't trying to evolve through the ranks. This is thinking in a creative way, outside the box, tap into your unique ability, tap into your own enthusiasm and authenticity, and think a little bit differently than everyone else. So I'll give you an example. When I was maybe 21 years old, I had my first apartment house. It was a 10-unit apartment house. I got in it with no money down. I worked on every single apartment. I'd work on an apartment and almost, I got, I lived in one that wasn't done and I'd work on it while I lived in it. As soon as I'd get it done, I'd rent it and I'd move in one that wasn't done. And I did this and I finally got all 10 apartments rented and, and it was amazing. It was my first big deal. Um, and, uh, it really, set the standard of my life. I was, you know, I probably, no, my first deal I did before that, but that one, I started probably in my teens, but I was in my twenties. I owned that building for quite some time. I lived there for free. Um, it paid me cash to live in there. I lived in the top floor, 10 apartments. And one day my dad came and I'd start realizing that if I spent time in that, back in that time, I was doing more apartments, buying houses, and I was doing cars. I was buying wrecked cars, fixing them and selling them. And I was realizing how much money I made when I worked on them. But I was trying to manage the paperwork of the apartments and collect the rent and, and be the property manager. And then I also did all the maintenance on the house and I weed whacked and I, I mowed the lawn. So one weekend I'm mowing, I realized it took me six hours to do this big lawn and weed whack and make it look pretty and still look crappy if you want the truth. So I hired a buddy of mine. Uh, I hired a kid. His name's Doug Smith. Still works for me. I don't know, 30 years later, crazy, right? Uh, still works with me. He's got his own company. Um, I hired him to mow the lawn. And my dad came while someone else was mowing the lawn. And my father lost his shit, for lack of a better word. Like, pissed at me. Oh, you think you're a big shot? You're going to pay somebody $50 to mow your lawn? It's not his fault. He grew up during a depression. He was born during a depression. You do yourself. You use cash. You don't use credit. You do everything you can yourself. But what I realized, he was so mad at me. He left. He literally spun gravel all over and the gravel plastered all over the side of the house. He left. He said, you're going to go broke. And he came back. We apologized, all that stuff. We all have our own relationships with our parents. I'm making this impact. This story is an impact for a reason because what I realized when he left, and my dad always never did great financially. I love him dearly. I, I, you know, I'm glad, happy to say I retired him 15 years ago. But what I looked at that very moment, it was the greatest lesson ever because I realized that when I would buy a wrecked car and fix it and sell it, or I would get another apartment or find another house to fix and flip, I started calculating how much I could make on a Saturday. And I used to spend six hours a Saturday doing this lawn, right? In six hours, I could fix a car, find another house. Do it. And I realized maybe in that six hours, if I averaged it back then, let's just say I made 500 bucks, for example, in that whole Saturday, uh, uh, if I worked on cars or worked on real estate, or 50 bucks to pay Doug Smith to mow my lawn. I realized back then that I had a 10 times multiple by paying someone to mow my lawn. I made 10 times the money and I bet you it was a lot more than that. 
So what are you doing in here that you should be doing up here and eventually pay somebody to do this? Stop doing it, delegate it, or automate it. I love this. This is Dan Sullivan's Unique Ability Circle. I modified it the way I see it. But do you see how this is like, I hope this is like, ah, I got it. I want you to think about this too, is the, the last kind of, to lock this all together, to tie down your unique ability, right? I told you about the fear. I know some of the stuff I'm telling you seems like, eh, Dean, you already got money. It's easy for you to say that. Yeah, but I've been at every level. I've been broker than broke. I, I, I know what it's like to be scared at every level. I also know my friends who stayed there in fear and still struggle all the time. Um, and I hate seeing it. Um, so I just want you to, if you have to go through this again, I want you to change some beliefs, try to change some beliefs, try to change some of those stories and see that you have a whole nother level. We want to push past the fear. I went over and did the exercise on the board, the unique ability circle. What can you immediately replicate, duplicate, you know, replicate, uh, automate, push off to somebody else or just quit doing, right? What can you do it? And then lastly, how do you tie it all together? Work on your unique ability and just start feeling it. Like that's the thing. When you start getting that feeling, you start getting the momentum, you start gaining the confidence, you will be addicted. And again, by the time you run out of the energy, I hope you got today, it'll be next month. I'll be live again. Or if you have to watch the replay, that's fine. We'll be live again and I'll have something amazing for you next month waiting here to rock your world. Listen, if you want the next level of life, you want the abundance and joy and all the things that everybody on here wants, you can go figure it out on your own. And a lot of things you're gonna. And you can figure it out in your own trial and error. That's the old way to learn. I hope that you see that I want to give you the fastest way that you can learn from my trial and error and the trial and error of all the people I've met. That's what you get here by being a part of this monthly live training. I love it. I've been looking forward to doing this. I appreciate all the great comments. You guys are amazing. Everybody else that's on live, those of you who watch the replay, it's great that uh, you're taking the time to do this. Remember, no one else is going to do it for you. It doesn't happen on its own. You want more, you go get it. I'll talk to you next week. What's up? What's up? Hey, before you go, you need to watch these next few videos. They're absolute game changers. Hurry up and click right over here and watch them and I'll see you there.